while you can. Your home of the pins and the best pins coverage. WXDX FM Pittsburgh, an iHeart Radio station. Antonio Brown had his say. Now Le'Veon Bell is having his. Lev Bell said the Steelers, quote, don't treat you like you're human, unquote. Yeah, except for those two times they tried to make Bell the highest paid running back in football. Bell also said that, quote, if I'd played this year, we would have won the Super Bowl, unquote. Bro, what part of James Conner making the Pro Bowl don't you understand? Running backs are disposable. You clearly don't get that either, but when you got far less on that contract with the Jets than you anticipated, that should have been a clue even for someone as high and stupid as you are. Bell also said he didn't get the ball enough, and that was on Ben. But Bell led the NFL in touches in his last year with the Steelers. How much more could Bell possibly get the ball? And wasn't the point of his holdout to protect his body because he got the ball too much? It's all pothead gibberish. It's mumble rap come to light. Marquise Ponty spoke up on behalf of Ben Roethlisberger, who has become horribly villainized because a couple of selfish jerks are being taken way too seriously and an agenda is being served by those who pile on, but Ponce went against the grain of that agenda when he said on Instagram, quote, I've been with Ben going on 10 years. I swear on my kids he is a true leader. Sucks to see players who leave and are mad at the organization not try and point fingers like they are perfect. But this is the world we live in now, unquote. Good for Ponce. I love Ponce. Ponce is a true leader, and he's a true stealer. This is the Mark Madden Show. I was going to open up with Penguin Talk, but that's even more depressing than Steeler Talk. What a horrible loss last night. The number to call is 412-333-WXDX, or you can follow me on Twitter at X. The Penguins lost to Carolina 3-2, and they blew it again. The Penguins have allowed six goals in the final two and a half minutes of games or in overtime since January 23rd. That was the outdoor game at Philadelphia. Six goals in the last two and a half minutes or in overtime during the span of less than a month. The Penguins can't finish, and they couldn't finish again last night. Can't play 60 minutes. It's a real shame because it looked like an inspirational win at one point. Chris Letang returned after missing a month injured, and he played great and scored to break a 1-1 tie with less than five minutes left. But Carolina pulled the goalie, and the Penguins couldn't hit the empty net again, and Carolina scored off a draw with a buck 56 remaining. 
Even the guys who played great had screw-ups. Latang was brilliant. Scored a goal, but he took a penalty in overtime and then got a misconduct, which kept him from participating in the shootout. Crosby made great plays to set up Gensel for a goal and to start the sequence that led to Latang's goal, but then Sid lost that draw on the tying goal. Well, actually, Cullen lost his battle on that draw, and that hurt because the puck stayed in the circle for a second. Uh, Jack Johnson played his best game as a Penguin. He made that save on the PK, but he took a penalty late in regulation. Matt Murray made 37 saves, and a lot of them were great, but he needed better rebound control on that tying goal. So it was just a stink sandwich. The Islanders lost, and so did Columbus. The Penguins did get a point, but you can't keep blowing late leads. I said yesterday and say again now, how can you look at the Penguins with the way they finish games and think they have a remote shot to win a playoff series? Their talent dictates their recent performance does not. The Penguins now play at Nashville tomorrow. Nashville is supposed to be this big deal contender, but they have exactly the same amount of points as the Penguins. They're one of those franchises and hockey cities that I hate so much because they act like they've won and they haven't, and the media gives them more credit than they deserve just because they have a bunch of bars that get hopping on game night around the arena. Uh, The Penguins got to regroup sooner or later. It might as well be tomorrow at Nashville. You can watch that game with me, the Super Genius, at the Boulevard in Greensburg. Then at the Boulevard, they take it hard. No, I was there last year for a game, and it's a pretty hot spot. So I will see you at the Boulevard in Greensburg. Not the Delmont location, but Greensburg. It's right in the Town Square complex. I want to get back to the Lev Bell interview, which is on video, but I'm not going to tell you where because I don't want you to watch it. I've been bitching about the state of journalism lately, and this interview is another good reason to do so. It was like the AB interview for ESPN in that it wasn't really an interview. The so-called interviewer is some vapid, grinning idiot who just lets the subject run roughshod and never asks a tough follow-up question when what the subject says is BS, like almost everything Bell and Braun said was. When you got Bell talking about putting all the shine on Juju and Jesse James and Vance McDonald, and I swear to God, Bell actually said that, that Ben did that, then the interviewer has to say, wait a minute, you led the league in touches in 2017. How much shine do you want? But that question was not forthcoming. You just smile and nod your head and eat BS, and then afterwards, Bell tweets at you, like he did to this interviewer at Sports Illustrated. Whoops, didn't want to say that. You did a great job. Well, of course she did a great job. She allowed you to promulgate an infomercial. Uh, Bell was mad because Tomlin told him to shut up when Bell was a rookie. Why can't a coach tell a player to shut up, let alone a rookie? Tomlin should have told a lot more people to shut up And a lot more often, the Steelers might not be in the fix they're in. Hey, 
You got to be woke. You got to be part of the woke media. Workers of the world unite, even if this particular proletariat did pass up 14.5 mil last year. Protect every special interest group and demographic. I don't know what woke has to do with sports. ESPN sure does. I guess I'm just a jerk. Uh, Cam Hayward's wife made a suggestion on Twitter. She said, quote, My hope is that we can move on from the sagas that two former Steelers players have drugged Steelers Nation through. Who cares? Let's move on. Stop reporting their nonsense and making them relevant. Our players, coaches, and fans deserve better. Uh, Charlotte, I get it. But the players, coaches, and fans deserve better from A.B. and Bell. The media, we're just saying what they said. I like and respect Cam Hayward. I met his wife at Nemecolin a few years back, Charlotte, and she's lovely. But I'm afraid I can't help her here. But her husband is a man who can pull the Steelers out of this, along with Ponce and Foster. Ponce said a few good things. Perhaps Cam can follow suit. Uh... Bob Pompiani and Lev Bell had a Twitter exchange. I'll get to that in just a little bit. I tried to hijack it and tried to get Lev angry, but to no avail. I like what people say to me when I give people crap on Twitter, like Lev Bell. People tweet, why are you so angry all the time? Let me tell you something. If you look around the world today, never mind sports, but the world, and you're not angry, You're absolutely clueless, totally in the dark. Going to get more Penguin talk going. Penguins at Nashville tomorrow night. Uh, This idiot, you know that moron you see on TV in Nashville games? He wears like a wrestling mask. He calls himself the, I don't know what he calls himself, but, but he's always mugging for the camera like an idiot. Claims he was a wrestler. Nobody's ever heard of him. CM Punk, the former wrestler, the former big-time wrestler, got an exchange with his goof, and every time the goof said something about how great the Predators were, Punk just tweeted, yeah, you'll lose again and hang a banner again. That's what you do. And it is what the Nashville Predators do. 412-333-9939. We got Rupper at 430, DK at 530. You're listening to 105.9 The X. Now the super genius, Mark Madden. He's a prissy, sissy, dancy boy. No matter who's a goalie, when we have the right defense playing the right way. You're right, they should play without a goalie. The X at 105.9. The Penguins' loss was horribly disappointing last night, but I think they've played pretty well these past two games. Not Saturday when they got slaughtered by St. Louis, but Sunday in the loss to Philadelphia and last night in the loss at Carolina. But the Penguins can't score, and they can't play 60 minutes. Those are two pretty crucial components. You need to score, and you need to play 60 minutes. But otherwise, the Penguins played okay. The Hurricanes did one of their goofy post-game celebrations after the win, the Storm Surge. I got the video posted at the X website. Check it out. Uh, Don Cherry hates it on Hockey Night in Canada. It doesn't bother me, but if you don't like it, there's one sure way to stop it. Beat them. Don't lose at Carolina. 
Hey, the other team is off the ice when the Canes do the storm surge. The fans love it in Carolina, and they only do it when they win. I hate celebrations when the team is losing, like in the NFL. You see that crap all the time. The defense will get a takeaway and will pose for a team picture when their team is still down by 17. But hey, don't let losing get in the way of ego. Actually, I'm dumb to even say that. Why bother? Football never lets losing get in the way of ego. I hate football so bad right now, there's bile at the back of my mouth. Uh, Pouncey spoke up on behalf of Ben, and that's great. But it's got people wondering why Ben hasn't responded to all the nonsense uh, by Bell and Braun and the national media. But I think that's smart by Ben. Why jump into the gutter with those jerks and give them more credibility than they already have, unfortunately? Uh, even when Ben starts doing media again at some point, I don't think he's going to talk about this, about what was said by the national media, about A.B., about Bell, about the smear campaign, and about the agenda that's been served. I don't think Ben's going to talk about that, and that's the smart move, unless he's talking to me. If he's talking to me, Ben has to dig deep. I want angst. I want it all, and I want it now. Uh, Bob Pompiani got in a bit of a Twitter brouhaha with Lev Bell. He quoted uh, Lev as saying, they don't treat you like you were human, unquote. And then Pomp said, hey, Le'Veon Bell, ask Ryan Shazier if the Steelers treat players like they aren't human. And Bell responded, I was referring to the city in general, and you were tweeting this at me, proves my exact point. First off, if you hear the interview, Bell wasn't referring to the city in general. He was referring to the Steelers, but... These guys would rather climb a tree and lie than stand on the ground and tell the truth. Bell and Brown, it's all lies. It's all misdirection. It's all horse manure. So I jumped in and said, F off, pothead. Does that help you prove your exact point? And then I tweeted, if you think the media is tough in Pittsburgh, dipstick, wait till you get to New York. Ha! But uh, Lev has not responded as of yet. Guys are afraid to come at me. They'll come at Pomp. They'll come at what's-his-name. But they won't come at me because they know they won't win. I Like I've often said, I've said this in public, when I get in verbal sparring with people in public, which doesn't happen often, but I'll, I'll say after about 90 seconds, listen, you might as well hit me because you're just not ever going to out-talk me. Uh, Antonio Brown has kissed and made up with Vontez Burfecht, his new teammate with the Raiders. A.B. hates Ben because Ben said A.B. ran a wrong route. But A.B. and Burfecht are buddies now, even though Burfecht gave him a severe concussion. Okay, well, that makes a lot of sense. We got O.J., Tom, Mike, and John on hold. I hope uh, that's the O.J. That, that killed those people, O.J. Simpson. That would be... Very interesting. And we got Mike Rupp at 4.30 talking hockey. I looked at that goal that they tied the game on. It was just a stink show. 
Sid didn't really lose the draw. He didn't win it. It went in the circle, in the slot part, you know, toward the middle of the rink. Cully lost the battle. It went back to Hamilton from Carolina. He got rid of the shot quick, but didn't get a lot on it. It kind of fluttered. And I don't think Murray expected it to flutter. He kind of overplayed it. It didn't stick in his glove, and it fell right to Justin Williams, who was alone in front of the net. And why he's alone in front of the net, that too begs a hard question and a hard answer. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9 X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Big Sexy. Hey, Mark. Love the show, man. You can have the iron sheet to humble one person. Who would it be? Sally Wiggins, again. VX at 105.9. Here's another idiotic quote from Le'Veon Bell. Quote, Ben wants to win his way, and that's tough to play with. Unquote. Uh, His way. Well, he has two rings, so his way is better than your way, pothead. And what does his way even mean? Because, again, Juice or whatever your mumble rap name is, you led the league in touches your last year. You weren't deprived. You weren't denied. It's not like Rosie Nix got more carries. You led the league in touches. Not some white dude, if I can see through your many implications, but you, Le'Veon Bell. It seems like Ben did it your way mostly, but the moron interviewer just let Bell lie and lie and lie. My God, the interviewers roll over and beg, and the athletes could lie as they please. Look, the Steelers let Bell and Brown do whatever they wanted, even foolishly, even at the detriment of the team. And now these two jagoffs are playing the victim and too many people are buying into it. Well, guess what? Not me. Not on my watch. 412-333-9930. Here's a tweet. And normally I don't see the responses, but this one kind of filtered through because it was tweeted at somebody I follow. Guy tweets, I'm over 40. I'm just tired of how Pittsburgh keeps all these old white guys around covering sports like it's their birthright. How can they relate or cover young black athletes in 2019? I prefer a different opinion instead of these old crotchety fools. Well, Bruno, that's the guy's name, Bruno, you can go frig yourself. I'm old, I'm white, I'm crotchety, my greatness is my birthright. My IQ is my birthright. And I'm not going anywhere. So again, go F yourself. 412-333-9939. And I didn't bring up the white thing. Bruno brought up the white thing. Bruno, who no doubt listens every day. Let's go to OJ and Swickley. First off, is this OJ Simpson? Uh, no, unfortunately, it's, it's not him, Mark. Uh, I, I got a comment about the Penguins, but I just got to say, man, your, your comments on the Steelers have been spot on, and these guys who bring up race, uh, you're a white guy, they, you know they've lost the argument if they have to stoop to that level. But, um, you know, for the Penguins, I think it, it's frustrating they can't close the deal, and I think they need somebody who can finish, a finisher, maybe Ole Mata. Get it? Finish? He's been injured. Yeah, goodbye. Anyway, not not funny. Ole wouldn't hurt, though. 
but I don't see who he gets in the lineup ahead of right now. The way the defensemen are playing is not even remotely a problem. Not even remotely. I still think they jump in the play too often and at inopportune times. But that didn't lose the game to Philly. It didn't lose the game last night at Carolina. And that's team-mandated. That's what Sully wants. It's not those guys going into business for themselves. Let's go to Tom in Virginia. Tom, you're on with Double M. Super genius. How you doing? Good. What up? Uh, not much, man. I want to talk a little bit more about the Steelers real quick because I heard you read Pouncey's Instagram post, and I saw Pro Football Talk pick it up today, and they felt the need to take a shot at Ben because they said at the very end of it, they said the Steelers seem to be getting rid of the players who don't like their franchise quarterback. That just got me hot, and I wanted to hear your take. Well, first off, those players all got rid of themselves, A, B, and Bell. And you know what? If indeed they are getting rid of the players who don't like their franchise quarterback, I can live with that because everyone needs to be on the same page, and Ben's the most important guy on the team. Ben might be the most important guy in the history of the team. Running backs are disposable. Wide receivers are disposable. Quarterbacks like Ben are not disposable. And boy, are the Steelers going to find that out the hard way in three or four years. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Mike in Newcastle. Mike, you're on with Double M. Double M, how you doing today? What up? Not too much. Uh, I just want to say, uh, shame on everybody from the media for attacking Ben. I know he's had his problems, but... I think his biggest problem in this, he doesn't have the right to suffer Antonio Brown. He's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the greatest players to ever play the game. And he just got dragged down the mud. And uh, the rest of the media and people who don't like him use it as a preconceived notion to attack him, taking the word for a guy who's had a coffee cup uh, spin in the NFL, whose words were God. It, it's a shame. I just can't, I, in a way, I can't wait for Ben Roethlisberger's period to an end, come to an end so everybody, uh, can complain now and not watch a Steelers Oh, show believe me. Believe me. All the people who want Ben out, be careful what you set your heart on, for it surely will be yours. This team is going to suck lemons for the best part of a decade uh, after Ben retires. And when I say best part of a decade, that's best case scenario. That's if they get the right guy relatively quickly. But remember how many years it took between Bradshaw and Ben. And even the guy... In that interim, Neil O'Donnell, who got to a Super Bowl, they ripped him to shreds, too. It's just a crappy sports town. It really is. I'm ashamed to be from it. I'm ashamed to be on the radio talking to all you people. But it pays a lot of money, and I live in an exclusive neighborhood, which is away from most of you. So really, for me, I'm making the best of it, aren't I? Oh, absolutely. And I bet you can't wait for Ben Roethlisberger's period to an end, just so you could see all the stuff that comes out from it. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you can, Mark. What I don't understand. You trying to make some some like menstrual pun? Is that what you're doing? No, not at all. When I... You keep saying period. Are you trying to be funny? Because I don't get it. You're going to be funny. Be funny. I don't get it. I mean, you keep saying that word. What do you mean? You just being a jerk? Sounds like you're being a jerk. You being a jerk? Didn't mean to be a jerk. No, I, th- I think you're a jerk. Never call here again. If I see you in the street, I'll pluck out your eye with my thumb and show it to your wife before I take her to an all-expenses-paid weekend in Niagara Falls. Let's go to John in Washington. John, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Welcome to the show. i got a tough act to follow. So, 
question about the Penguins. When they get the when the other team plays the game, how big of a deal was taking an icing at that point? I, I don't fully understand. Well, you don't want to take an icing. I mean, you you, ne- you never want to take an icing. You want to score in an empty net. It, it's not that easy to do, but it's not that hard to do either. And the Penguins can't do it. McCann did it unerringly. I think he had three empty net goals not long after uh, coming to Pittsburgh from Florida, but he, uh, he he didn't do it on Sunday or last night. That's for certain. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. I love when people try to be clever because you're not. I love when people try to be funny because you're not. I love when people try to be smart because you're not. You're talking to a one-of-a-kind here. The best Pittsburgh sports talk show host ever. Not a drunk. Not a loser. Not a multi-time DUI guy. But the best ever. With the tested IQ of 166. When you try to clever me, you just don't have a chance. I don't get it. I don't understand the attempt, by the way. Here's an update from Jeremy Fowler, who covers the Steelers for ESPN. He says that quarterback Mike Hilton will not sign the tender extended by the team. That was for $645,000. You can't negotiate with any other teams as exclusive rights-free agents are bond to their teams once tendered. But he can't negotiate with the Steelers about new terms. So in other words, if he doesn't take what they give him, he can't go anywhere. That really wouldn't inspire me to up my offer. Who'd Mike Hilton ever beat? Where are his gold medals? He's not an Olympic hero, I can tell you that. He never played slot corner with a broken freaking neck. Let's go to Bob. Bob in Oakland. You're on the Mark Madden Show. I choose to look at the last couple games. I mean... There's a lot to be negative about, for sure. The last two losses, the Flyers and Hurricanes, have been very demoralizing. But if you want to look on the positive side, I think Matt Murray is really rounding into shape. Well, yeah, yeah, but but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Matt Murray played great against Philadelphia and Carolina, and I don't fault him for either uh, Philadelphia goal, but he's allowed to make a save on those shots, too. And then last night, and he said this, He's got to do better on that tying goal. He's just got to do better. Oh, I totally agree with you. I mean, he's you got to control to, the rebound. You got to glove that puck, and that's been a problem for him for a very long time. But I just wanted to talk about specifically. I know he did something stupid at the end of the game, but man, Chris Letang was flying out there. It looked Letang like played no brilliant. Problem. It was like he never missed a game. It was insane. It he was the best joke. player on the ice. But just think about this. Okay, I know the losses were inexcusable, but you got Philly. Philly, they're fighting for their playoffs lives. Now they're over because they lost to Montreal last night. Yeah, but Montreal's the, the team you've got to worry about. They're, what, now six points True. behind the Penguins? So I'm not too worried. Six points is a lot of points. Uh, when what, what are you playing in the background? Do I hear, like, pop music? Unfortunately, I'm at a Panera. A Panera? Yeah. Tell them to put on the X. Why don't they put the X on? Tell them right now. <laughs> I think the manager's kind of busy. But Tell him right now. I'm not. I'm not near the, the counter. Well, go to the counter. You got a cell phone. You can carry it with you. Go to the counter and tell that son of a bitch to put on the X. Should I call him a son of a bitch specifically? I think it would would give you a better chance. <laughs> Thank you for the call. Yeah, Tanger was great. 
Murray was mostly great. I just hate to read too much positive into losses because losses are losses. But if you check the standings, Montreal, like I said, they beat Philadelphia last night. And even though it would have been better for the Penguins if Philadelphia won, I still always want Philadelphia to lose. So that is a result I can live with. The Canadian are now six points behind the Penguins. And like I've been saying, for the Penguins to miss the playoffs, there would have to be three teams jump over them at this point in the season. And I just don't think that's going to happen. But you don't want to play Tampa Washington in the first round. And the Capitals are finally in first place in the Metropolitan. And honestly, since I think the Penguins will finish third, that's exactly where I want the Capitals. First place in the Metro. Let's go to Gary real quick. Gary, you're on with Double M. Hello. Yeah, Gary, you're on the air. Yeah, Mark, I, went, I wish you could set the record straight. There. A lot of criticism of Ben is him uh, publicly calling out players. But before he threw a pass in a regular season game, didn't Alan Fanica do that to him? No. I don't know. I don't remember. You think I remember what happened in 2004? But no, but I mean, it, it made the headlines. Uh, people on ESPN. No, it didn't make the headlines because I don't remember. You expect it. This I got to be honest. The, I don't care what happened in 2004. That. You do. You sound really old. It's probably just about there. over. So go reminisce about 2004 on another show. And when I say it's just about over, I mean me too. That guy will probably outlive me. But if I'm going to die soon, I can taunt others who sound like they may die soon. Meanwhile, that guy's probably like 23 and had throat surgery. Like Brian Pillman. Remember Brian Pillman always sounded like he was gargling glass? That's because Brian had like 12 or 15 throat surgeries when he was a kid. And that's why he sounded like this, which was very unnerving when he called at 3 in the morning. God bless Brian Pillman, the late wrestler, just just the greatest guy. Let's go to Rick and Butler. Rick, real quick, you're on with Mark. Double one. Yes. Sir, um... I don't like the way the national media uh, makes Big Ben to be the bad guy. Um, I don't either. He's the one that changed his life um, regardless of what happened. But these other guys want to make him out to be the guy like bad guy. Gee, I wonder why that could be. Well, they're the ones that aren't the ones that are where they Okay, look behind you. It just went over your head. Thank you for the call. Up next, more stuff. At the top of that, we'll really uh, break down the Lev Bell interview. I could say that with a straight face, I guess. I just did. Well, not really. You can't see how not straight my face is. Big guest tomorrow. 2009 Stanley Cup champion with the Penguins. Now on the Nashville Predators uh, broadcast team. Skillsy Hal Gill. Big, huge, giant like Hal Gill joins me tomorrow. In just a moment, we're going to talk about something about the NCAA tournament that is incredibly unfair. 105.9 X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Mark, you struck my last nerve. You say that like you think I would remotely give a dump. But do go on. The X at 105.9. Uh, i got to give credit to Paul Zeiss, the Post-Gazette, for this one. The NCAA basketball tournament has started with those ridiculous first four games. Uh, we got two games that are 
16 seed versus 16 seed, and two games that are 11 seed versus 11 seed. The winners of those first four games slot into those positions in the bracket proper. But the 16 teams that played last night, the 16 seeds, were both conference champions. Fairleigh Dickinson won the NEC, and Prairie View A&M won the SWAC, the Southwest Athletic Conference. Conference champions should not be playing in the first four. If you gained automatic entry to the tournament via winning a conference, no matter what conference it may have been, then you should go to the actual tournament and not a pigtail game. Every spot in those goofy first four games should be filled by at-large teams because they didn't win their conference. They did nothing to qualify. They're there on a whim. You might say, well, there's no way Fairleigh Dickinson is going to win the tournament. Well, neither is Syracuse with 13 losses, nor Minnesota with 13 losses. If you win your conference, you should automatically part of the real tournament, period. In just 30 seconds, more Lev Bell talk because I just can't get enough. 105.9 The X.